Welcome to the CDM Podcast, a production of Contagious Disciple Making. We exist to catalyze movement through coaching, community, and communication. We created this podcast to help everyday Christians to become world-changing disciple makers. I'm Paul Watson, and this is Rebecca Ewing, and you're listening to the CDM Podcast. Like, share, five-star rate, and review this podcast. You can download the CDM app. Come join the growing platform where you can access our praying community of disciple makers and learn from our podcasts, blogs, and videos that will help you know how to make disciples in your life and ministry. While you're on there, you can support this podcast by following the link to our Patreon. Your support allows us to continue to offer and create new content and support disciple makers like you as you transform your communities with the gospel of the kingdom. And as a thank you, those who give at least $5 a month will have access to our premium content that dives even deeper into the challenges and tips for disciple making. Today, we're going to be talking about mobilizing prayer. This is something that has been, God's been putting on my heart. Um, We're not going to see a movement of God without a prayer movement. And while I am, I am so glad our community have been doing our prayer calendars and we're engaging the lost and things like that, we need to take our prayer mobilization to the next level. We need to mobilize prayer at a larger areas because all of us are in places and spaces where we need breakthrough in the, both in the people that we're engaging and in the areas that are, we're engaging. Um, the things that we are experiencing nowadays in and throughout the world is dark. It's mm-hmm. demonic. And we need God to, to um, rescue us. We need God to work in the hearts of people. We can't, we are going to be following him in this, but ultimately it is a work of him, his Holy Spirit and his angels in the things that we'll, we're going to be doing because um, the work of his kingdom is both physical and spiritual. And, you know, you and I are part of his emissaries to bridge the gap between the two. And so, uh, guys, said today, what I wanted to talk about in specificity is doing a prayer campaign. Now, here at CDM, we're all about mobilizing prayer habits. And we're going to continue, even through the idea of a prayer campaign, to mobilize habits. So, you know, even when doing a prayer campaign, it's not about just disseminating a lot of information hoping somebody will do something with it during a particular period of time is about partnering with other people for a focused time to pray with people towards a certain goal. And our hope in this will be to be able to not only raise prayer for a certain time period, but also that the relationships And the things that we do will be something that can continue on even beyond past the prayer campaign and will build off of the things that we have in that particular time period. Now, again, what's unique about us in CDM is that we believe that there are reasons to pray that actually unite us instead of us having to fight quote unquote, for our own uh, people's attention for our own areas, that we can unite in praying for one another in such a time as this. Now, like I said, each one of us 
are seeking the lost and have our own needs that are very specific to see God to have breakthrough in those particular areas. But additionally, we are united by troubles and Satan working in a global scene. Now, just as an added thing, um, in the U.S., there is also a midterm elections coming up. This is one of the few times that people are open to praying and maybe even fasting for a time period. It's one of those few times in which people are like, yeah, let's really focus in on prayer. And so we can take advantage of this particular time season to try to focus people, but now in a new way, because now how we are bringing it along is in a broader scope and with more focused results than perhaps what other people have seen before. So today I'm going to walk through certain things of how we can start planning for a prayer campaign that all of us can participate in, all of our different areas can participate in together. And those of you who are missionaries in foreign missions, you have prayer partners in the States. And if they're being mobilized to pray for their areas alongside yours, then it's going to strengthen their their desire and their habits of prayer. It's going to connect them even more with the mission of God. And it's going to develop relationship even more with you and what you're going to be doing on you're doing currently in your mission. So it is not an either or. It is a both and as we band together in this mission. So uh, this whole thing starts with the idea of taking advantage of the times and seasons. Inside uh, the Bible, it talks about a wise man, you know, looks and sees what are the opportunities? What are, you know, in this particular season, what are the things that is going to, that allows me to be able to make more progress or some type of outlet to be able to continue the mission? And like I said, at this particular point, I see that the fact that not only both also the, the, the troubles that we see in the world around us and also the, this, these midterm elections come up, it gives us pe- an opening that people might have towards wanting to be able to mobilize prayer for a certain period of time. We're going to do John the Baptist style raising prayer and repentance. In other words, what do I mean by that? I'm not saying we're going to dress up in camel hair. You don't have to eat bugs. What I'm saying is, and we're not going to you know, beat people up and call them brood of vipers. But what we are going to say is call people to specific acts of repentance in and through as we pray together. Yeah, I was getting this vision of uh, Matt in camel's hair walking up and down the river walk, you know, calling people to repentance. I think that that would be on point. That sounds very Texan in some ways. You um, have to have a gun on, but, you know, <laughs> you probably so, need uh, a gun. In interest of time, we're moving forward. So, guys, <laughs> in essence, what what are the things that we are wanting to people to do as a result of this verse. We want them to fast. That's part of humbling themselves. Pray, seek his face. What is the point of seeking his face? It's that we must hear from him, that we must listen to him. And that's not just to, 
the act of 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 listening to the inner voice, but also through his word. We're listening to his word and say, speak to us through your word. And then repentance, it, the idea of acting out of that repentance. So guys, there's a difference between repentance and confession. The best that we have done nowadays is confess that we have done wrong and have not actually acted a part of that to complete the repentance. And that's what we must do. And that, and that's part of what we're going to do in order to be able to see true change happen in the people around us. So again, even though this is a short-term project, our goal is not to just drop this. We're going to have a plan. We're going to have ongoing things from this. And so our first hope is that we'll have new prayer partners as we come in this, because we're having this campaign, we're casting a net to see who would be God's calling to be a part of this. We're hoping to have new prayer partners and connections because of this. Number two, we're hoping to equip more individuals to pray. And through that, we're developing relationship. So in other words, we're trying to, we're going to be having a, a broader network here, but then also we're going to find some dedicated people or people that are becoming dedicated along with us that we can now have more of a personal connection with and really move forward beyond immediate crisis praying. So a little bit, so when we're starting to think about this, guys, when we're thinking about what, how can we develop new prayer partners and connections? I want you to go through this list and start writing down the people that you know out of, or the connections or the organizations or the ministries that you know in these categories when it comes to your areas and maybe even some ones that are not directly connected to your areas, though I, though I encourage you to try to think more towards people in your area. So um, do you know churches that have prayer teams? Do you know, um, do you know uh, any prayer organizations or communities that are around there? Are there any Facebook, social media groups that, you know, raise prayer for something you know, in particular? Are there prayer teams for good works organizations? So I'm thinking things like pre crisis pregnancy centers and sidewalk counselors and refugee programs and things like, do they have prayer teams? Do they have, do they have goals for mo mobilizing prayer? And you might sit there and go like, I don't know. Well, you know, put them down on a list and uh, uh, a list and see if you can call and see if they do or if they want to develop a prayer strategy for their particular ministry or be a part of a prayer strategy for that includes their ministry for the city. And so so this way, what we're going to do with this list is go systematically, in other words, like call through and see who would be interested in, in joining in this campaign with us. If, if for my international brothers and sisters, you might think, okay, you know, crisis pregnancy, do I need to call them to mobilize prayer? Well, I you can find what I would call parallel interests. So if they're interested in, in babies and babies being healthy and babies being strong in the United States and helping moms with their babies, then it makes sense 
that they might be interested in those kind of issues that might be happening within your country as well. And so, or if they're interested in hunger or human trafficking issues within the United States, then they might be interested in those parallel things as well. And you can use that common interest to begin the conversation and then bring them in as deeper prayer partners. Uh and, and then, of course, also, guys, when it comes to, you know, cities for such a time as this, the the um, the elections coming up, most people have some in that are good works ministry or even just sections of our culture have interest in who is being elected. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I know that Jolene and also, uh, you know, some places in California and then also what I just heard last night in Michigan, there are. Things on the ballot, there are there are actual things on the ballot that actually determine whether or not they will expand their abortion, um, the their the allowances for abortion for their areas. Like I said, Jolene, Michigan apparently is also another place where they're trying to expand abortion um, and abortion rights, quote unquote, um, for in their particular area. So. This is definitely something that can affect many different areas and maybe bring people together unlike before. So the other aspect, like we said, is equipping individuals to pray and develop relationships. So like I said, there's broader network with organizations, but then we can also work with individuals. So it's more than just, you know, giving them some information and inviting them to one event, although you will be doing some of those things. It'll be helping them know how to, when and where to pray and how to focus their prayers and 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 then having a system of calling them like with a prayer calendar and working with them, inviting them to some of your deeper prayer practices. So in other words, these are at least with individuals, you can be able to have even a larger personal team or an individuals that are included in your prayer efforts in what you're doing. Uh, Paul and I do this all the time. We, When we're looking at a place that we're trying to mobilize or change, we have to think about it from the top and from the bottom. We have to think about who's the leadership and the organization and the bottom, who are the individuals. And we try to work at both. And if there is a block in one, we just continue to move forward with the other one. We find the areas of opportunity, the areas that are open. So even if you find some blockage or not a lot of movement with the top leaders of a particular thing, you may be able to talk with some individuals that are a part of that organization or a part of that ministry or church that would be happy to come alongside and be a part of what this is. You know, I've said this before, but one of the things that that we can't really teach at CDM, but I encourage that should be a character piece of every disciple maker is tenacity. It's that saying this is the confidence of saying this needs to be done and I'm going to figure out a way to make it happen. Now, I want to speak just briefly to the idea of of being pushy, because we've sometimes had people look back on us and go, well, I don't want to be pushy. And and I can understand that sentiment. Okay, there is a, a level at which people will shut down and stop listening. That's not what we're talking about. 
What we're talking about is being people who have that confidence, who know this needs to happen and are willing to move forward and continue to push at it. And we do do that. Look at John the Baptist. Would people have, would modern people call John the Baptist pushy? Yes. Yes. Paul the Apostle. Would people have called him pushy? I mean, look at when he was speaking in front of, uh, what was it, the ruler in Acts. He sat there and said, what, you think to make me a follower of Jesus? And Paul's like, I would hope so. And, and a lot of times, you know, there is learning when to be able to bring it up again or to put or to push further towards one particular thing or whether to just say, let's leave it for a moment and find another venue and find the people that are open and then come back later to the same person. Right. So, you know, so we find the things that are open and, but at the same time, we're always courageously saying, this is what we need to do. And if no one follows me, I will do it. And I will find the people who want to do it with me. So again, when it comes to the events at this particular time, I asked some people yesterday, I didn't get any feedback. So I'm just going to start pulling triggers. Um, <laughs> so uh, October 25th, I believe is going to be our night our, that we're going to have our CDM global slash national prayer time that we want to, to uh, band together for that, unless we have a good reason to change it. But like I say, we've asked for feedback, but anyway, so <laughs> uh, when it comes to these times, but our, my goal was to have something that was perhaps uh, either a week or two weeks before the elections and that the uh, that everyone else could have a flanking time, either, again, a week or two weeks before elections to be able to have a physical in-person or um, some, some of their own personal call for their area um, and, and to get people together. So, um, so we, that's what we're wanting to do to start settling some dates and events. So, if you have an area or you have a network, what, again, one of the first things you want to do is say, when is the time that we, I want to gather people together to pray on Zoom personally? And then you set up times. But however, I want to have a weekly times or time to, to, to say that we're fasting as a community together. And that could mean that you're going to have, you know, invite people to your weekly or the weekly with CDM prayer, prayer calls, or that you're going to just talk to your prayer partners and say, you're going to meet together at those times to pray within their local areas to be able to pray together in theirs. You want to be able to allow each ministry and organization to mobilize their own people within themselves as well as with you at times, to have both of those times together. I want you to imagine, I'm just going to give an example, a church. You want it within other churches in the area. You want them to be able to have both the time they can come together as a church community to pray, but then also a time in which they can gather with other churches in the area to pray. And then we will have a time in which they can gather globally to pray. So, Notice how, again, this is much more likely for this to happen because this is a certain prayer push for a certain prayer for a certain time. But those that from this experience are inspired and in saying we should continue in this, 
we can afterwards be able to band together, lock arms with them in an ongoing process, even beyond this time. I'm Paul Watson, and this is Rebecca Ewing, and you've been listening to the CDM Podcast. Like, share, five-star rate, and review this podcast. You can listen to our full premium content by becoming a $5 a month supporter on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash faithworks, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash faithworks, or click on the link in the description. Thanks for listening to the CDM Podcast. To hear part two, become a supporter on our Patreon page. If you're listening in the CDM app, you can click below or you can find the link in the description. For coaching or other resources, connect with us at ContagiousDiscipleMaking.com or download the Contagious Disciple Making app.